What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Dome Podcast. All right, we're back. Man, whew. this season's been a whirlwind. I've been trying to catch as much hockey as I can, but I have been busy. And I mean, as we've discussed, I'm not uh, necessarily prioritizing my life around this bullshit. You're not? Why not? Huberto's must-see well, hockey right now. I gotta say, like, the hockey has been fucking entertaining, though. Eh? When you're not, when you're kind of like, hope. Nah, like we've discussed this. I can't actually sit. It's impossible for me to hope that they lose. I just can't do it. I even bet against the other team, and I still cheer for the Flames when I'm watching. So even though that's impossible, sorry if I'm drinking. I'm drinking tea. I'm a tea drinker now. I'm, I'm drinking coffee just, like a real man. So if you, yeah, coffee at uh, what time is it there? Nine twenty-eight. You decaf though. Decaf. I've never tried. I've never tried decaf. I only started drinking coffee six years ago when my first son was born. That's so I'm in, I'm new at this. <laughs> never ventured. In, I've never ventured into decaf. What's it like? It's great. It's just like coffee, except they keep you awake. Yeah, but like I don't know. The, the real draw for coffee for me is the caffeine high. Do you ever watch? Well, yeah, we watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> guy, guy loves coffee. That's me, Dale Cooper. Damn good coffee. Damn good coffee. Ah. Anyways, Sharon Govich on a fucking tear right now. Yeah, I like how he timed it right in conjunction with me ripping the Toffoli trade. That was nice. Like literally the week after he goes on a tear. I think it was like the day after. For the whole week. Yeah, it's great. Two weeks. My, my, in, my direct messages have been super pleasant lately. Fucking idiot. What are you so stupid for? Actually, no, everybody's been pretty good. Except I... It is funny sometimes. You just like really piss people. People really get pissed off on the internet, man. We had like one message this week. You know what DM I'd love to get? Yeah. How good good Huberto is. (laughs) Love to get that one. I feel like we still get some that are like, oh, no, lay off. He's still got it. He's still going to be good. The latest one I'm seeing is dead horse. You're beating a dead horse. Yeah. No, we're not. Well, I'm watching the same shit and he's getting worse. He's the dead horse. So what exactly? Here's why everyone keeps if, talking. If only he were the dead horse. <laughs> Here's why we keep talking about it. Because despite ever, this is what just I keeps blowing my mind. Because you know, like they've actually played some really good hockey the last little bit here. I don't know if really good is the word, but well, you know, they're showing some heart, entertaining, and it's just like night after night. Like, okay, like they lose, like they lose by one goal against the Avs. They they lose by one goal against Vegas. Like these are they're the, they're in those good games. Teams. They're in the they're games. In those games. They, they yeah. lost to Vancouver by one goal a couple couple weeks ago. You know, it's like fuck if the if we had a guy who could like <laughs> this is actually not even a bad team after all of this. And if yeah. they had a game breaker who was even like a sixty to seventy point game breaker, this team would probably be in the playoff mix and would probably be like a mid level contender in the playoff mix. Imagine and if you go if you could go just, out and, and get a ten and a half mil guy right now. Yeah. 
how good would they be? That's just what always boggles my mind because again, for how much we talk about how mediocre this team is and, and how much we just want them to rebuild. It's like if he was playing even to like half of what he's supposed to be, this team would be really good. It's insane. The um I I is it James Johnson? I believe it's James. Twitter? Yes. I believe it's James Johnson. I don't know like we don't know what tweet he, he I think it was the uh one last year tweets. There's too many days. There's too many. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's too many Huberto tweets on a daily. The stats are unbelievable. Yeah, it's just like you keep finding stuff that's just like holy shit. But yeah, James Johnson's yeah, he's like only whatever how many days left? Two thousand seven hundred and eighty something so like that. What we need is oh, we need a t- we need a ticker at the dome. What's her name? <laughs> Barb. Is it the name Barb behind the bench? She's just hold it up. Only 2,400 for each game. Just an update. And then nobody just, you know, let the fucking players figure it out for themselves. Well, it's crazy to think of how long it's going to last because I remember, like, when we got Lucic, I was like, holy shit. Oh, my God, dude. There's, what was it, five years left at that time? I was like, five years? How are we going to do this? And it felt like, it, like, that was a long five years. When it ended, it was like, like, remember, we were like, thank God it's over. Like, this is going to be a long, long, long ass eight years. The uh, the difference is with Lucic, we were expecting the worst. And, yeah, you know, he he might have exceeded expectations a tad bit. Yeah, a little bit there. But uh, with Huberto, you know, it's complete, complete opposite. As of today, I mean, you posted this today on Twitter or uh, oh Instagram. Huberto threw 32 games last season compared to this season. So this point last season compared to this point this season. Last season he had six goals. This season he's got four. Mind you, this is after, don't worry, swept it all under the rug. It was all Daryl's fault. The big meanie just destroyed this guy. This is going to be the greatest comeback season of all fucking time. He's blowing balloons in the offseason. You haven't seen nothing yet. He's probably got a spinning top on his head. He's doing the whole, like, you know, balancing dishes and, you know, just the circus act. That's how they work out these days. I saw a good tweet that was like, that was that was a threat, essentially, right? Like, you haven't seen nothing yet. Like, he was warning us that, like, it's going to get worse. Yeah. I can't remember who that guy said that. Like, I didn't realize this was a threat. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen nothing yet. Trust me. Trust me. I can be way worse. At this point, last season, six goals in 32 games. At this point, this season, four goals in 32 games. At this point, in last season's 12 primary assists. At this point, this season, six primary assists. This point, in last season, 24 points. At this point, this season, 15 points. So bad. Like, he had almost as many primary assists through 32 games as he does points this year. At five on five, your course, or goals four percentage last year. Over 50%, thank God, 59.73. It was almost was 60%. Jeez, was Daryl really the problem? This year, 42.23. Oh, my Lord. Just atrocious. Last year, expected goals was over 50, so 53.07. This year, 48.75. Plus five goal differential at this point last season, negative six goal differential. The expected goal differential last year was plus 2.02. This year, minus 0.49. So, dude, he's gotten markedly worse. Oh, he's, and, like, I think 
at one point. How many, like, how many I, times have we said, well, at least he can't get any worse. <laughs> He's well, gotten worse. And like, I think prior to this, like nine, nine game pointless streak, by the way, nine games. God. Um, I think we were saying like, yeah, maybe he's kind of coming around. He's making some plays. Oh, he's showing signs. Yeah. Back, nope. Back and and uh, Coleman are going to get him going here. Nope. He sure isn't. So he is now officially first hurt first time in his career, a below replacement yeah. level player. Well, and what's crazy is like, which by mind you, these guys are a dime a fucking dozen. You want a below replacement level player all over the place. They, they're going to cost you 800 grand. That's it. League mint. A fucking ten and a half million dollars. Basically, he, what percentage of the entire salary is this? Like, what is it? Ten eight per? What's the cap at eighty million? It's like ten. It's an insane amount. It's insane. How can you? There is no. You can't. This the horse isn't dead. There is no dead horse. We're gonna beat the living hell. It's like, 12, it's, like 12, it's almost thirteen percent of the salary cap. Until the contract is dead, there is no dead horse. <laughs> or the player. And it's just crazy to to watch him be like, what is he, 11th in team scoring? 11th in the on the team in scoring and has the worst plus minus and the second worst like five-on-five five goal differential. So Dude, like, you're, not, just, you're not putting up points. You're probably the only player I've ever seen in my life who's been able to drag a backland line down defensively. That you're is still... Yeah, electing to pass when you have a wide open fucking okay, dude, we have to, dude, we have from to the goal. talk about this. Okay, so w- what game was this? Was this the Carolina game or was this the New Jersey game? Um, because it's it's been a New while Jersey. since I think it was the New Jersey game. So yeah, he gets uh, there's a rebound that comes to him, and everybody's probably seen the screenshot or the play, and he literally has an absolute gaping net within like, three feet. It's wide open and. He, he misses, right? And, like, all the tweets were like, oh, man, like, people showing the replay. It's like, man, Huberto misses a wide-open net. Holy cow. Like, pretty bad. I, I watched that play probably 50 times. He 100 million thousand percent was trying to pass the puck. Yeah, no, you're right. It's an, it's it's just wild to, to watch him do that. It's, it's like the Coleman missing on the wide-open net or the empty net. <laughs> It's like you believe the opposite because like, oh you, he got tripped. It's, it's like, kind of like it's kind of like this whole theory of you know people don't believe you know the government is could ever do anything bad to us. They don't believe that you know there's actual children locked up in places and there's pedophiles in this world. Just because take care of just, us. They can't believe well just period that evil exists in this world. Yeah. People just don't believe it because they it's just so far out of reality that it's just like how how could that be possible? No way that's possible. Same thing. Just like, there's no way he tried to pass. He just missed the wide open net. There's no way Coleman fucking missed. Just, he got tripped. But you're right. If you, I started watching that over and over again, too. It's like, dude, the guy was passing. He Pat, he puts it right in a laser, like in a parallel to the goal line. It's, there's, It was nowhere near being a shot attempt. It was a pass. Didn't you, didn't you text me he did it against uh, the Knights? Yeah, so he did that. Well, what was the next game? He did it, the exact same thing. It was on the power play, I think. He's got a wide open net again, and he just whips it up another pass. I don't understand. Um, A, the player. B, the coaching. C, the support staff. D, where's the fucking um, sports psychologist? Like we've been, we've been talking about this. This guy needs to simplify the game. He should have a rule for himself. 
He's got to pat. He's got to shoot the puck one hundred more times before he passes it in well, the defensive zone again. And again, not if, to beat this dead horse, but that's what Daryl was trying to get him to do last year when he was struggling. Like shoot. Oh yeah, he resisted. Shoot oh, it. It's because of him. Shoot the fucking puck, dude. Like that's how. And oh, dude, you can't pass these little spin around backhands. Anyways, we don't have to fucking harp yeah. on it. But there's no way we can stop talking about it. it's the biggest fucking problem in this franchise currently. You want us to just ignore it? Yeah, I guess. Oh well. What oh are you no! Do, give eh? him some more time. He needs more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just need, just needs another eighty-two games. Yeah. People are like, lay off till when? And why? Until it's year like five or six, and he's putting up ten points a year. It's like the power play. No one, exp- no one. It's like you. You text me after whatever game that was last week. Which one? Like, got like one goal in the last ten games. You're like, I like how you just they just don't score power play goals ever. Period. Yeah. And and it's like that is that is the reality that everybody's accepted. Why do we have to accept the shit? Why isn't there a massive, humongous pushback? I heard, hey, last game was it the Panthers or the yeah, it was Panthers game. Yeah, people are booing on the power play now in the dome. Oh, Might so- as well. And it, that might as well because it's so bad. Might as they, well. It's so like, bad fuck. that they have almost as many shorthanded goals as they do power play goals this year. You sent me the stat. Five on five, five on four. They have nine power play goals. Four, the penalty kill. Four v five. They have seven, and they might have eight because I think Coleman's empty netter. So they have like one less. That's insane. They've scored one more goal with the man advantage this year than they have shorthanded. That's fucking ridiculous, dude. And it and it's and it is no great feat of the. I'm, I'm sure they're at the tops of the leagues for goals scored shorthanded. I think they're like second. It's, it's the power play is fucking atrocious. So yes, if you're listening and you go to the games, make it a thing. I don't understand why we have to accept mediocrity. Well, that's uh, like kind of why? one of these main. That's kind of one of the main like uh, psychoses of a lot of Flames fans. Oh, they're eh, they're human. They're humans. Yeah, so, so am I. If I was doing this bad. Of, if I was doing this bad at my job. Yeah. What was it? Uh, I don't know. I posted that stat, and someone's like, "I just changed channel now," and they fucking get. Oh, well, it's too infuriating. And then I. Retweet like this is just anger management. Like there's nothing wrong with this. Like this is this is what you do. Of course. Like what else you do? Smash your TV into a million pieces. It's so bad that nobody expects them to do dick fucking all when they get to the man advantage. In all three games they lost. Well, I think they got a power play goal in Minnesota, if I recall correctly. Igor had a absolute rocket. Um, it's, it's looked better now that 10's off it. It looked almost instantly better as soon as he... I, th- I think they scored a goal the, when they first took him off. So how many games actually. How many games has he been off it? Do you know? I know for sure he was off it in the, in the um, Minnesota game. Okay, so it's been three games then. I think it might have been earlier than that, though. And they got Zari on there now. Like, yeah, because he had him on PC. Yeah, well, of course they got Zari on there now because he's been great. Zari is your best player. Hands down your best player. Not even close. 
Um, but yeah, it looks so much better when you don't have numb nuts freaking throwing pizzas in the offensive zone to no one for some well, reason. You know, we talk about all these stats comparing himself, all the analytics, all the metrics. Yeah. The guy is a negative impact. Your most highest paid, get this, your highest paid player in franchise history. When he goes on the ice, he makes your team legitimately worse. And it's not even an exaggeration. Legit, you're worse with him on your roster. On a night-to-night basis, he gives the other team more than he gives you. He's a black hole. It's bad. And he's a fucking anchor of a contract. Dude, is he worse than Milan Lucic? I think so. <laughs> Probably. And like, like not even joking. <laughs> this is how bad this is. I think in Lucic's first year with the Flames, he had like 20 points. He had like eight goals. So um, he were... That that's over like sixty eight games because that was the COVID year. Um, then he had consecutive years of ten goals. So I mean, in terms of goal scoring, yeah, Huberto's right there. So you get about as much offensively without any fucking toughness. I what do you, just, like what? What do you think? I, what do you think at this point? Like I don't know. It's in, it's the most mind bending thing I've ever seen in my life. We've already talked about what we think he needs. Well, I'd and, put him with some kids, like. Yes. I guess I guess you're gonna have to figure this out, right? Because that's another reason why we keep talking about it. Because it's year one of eight, and nobody is trading for that contract ever. And you can't buy it out unless in the new CBA there's some sort of provision where there's like a compliance buyout. But you're gonna have to figure this out some in some way. Um. So I would just stick him with some kid. Coronado played one game, and then they sent him back down, which I think is when I have to watch Dubé and Rzichka skate around. I think what that's kind of annoying. Um, I go through entire games, and I'm like, is Dubé playing? Oh, oh yeah. There. Once you're like, is he playing? Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, you notice him when you're like, so you don't have you don't actually have to watch Dubé do anything. Yeah. You never fucking notice the guy. Rizic just scared of his own breath and shadow. He's terrified out there half the time. He, he's struggling without Daryl. Oh yeah, for sure. Accountability gone. He's just like, I'm just cruising, man. I thought Coronado looked good and he hit the post in the game he came up with. He gives them exactly what they need, which is a shot threat on that piece of shit power play. I get to see him play. Like, if you, for Huberto's sake, I think you, I don't know. Like, I don't think playing him with Backlund and Coleman well, where, is where the, the answer Pelche? anymore. Like, Pelche, still hurts. Did he fucking lose his arm in an accident? Like, what, like, the surgery not go well? Like, I, and the thing that Huberto's doing, I think, the most is like, and Coleman's been playing great, but it's like that line's supposed to be your dominant five on five line, and it's being like neutered by this guy who just does jack shit other than give the puck away. So I don't know. I think in an ideal world, I'd like to see him play with. I know Zary's been rolling with Kadri, and I think he's really helped those guys um, with how he plays and how he communicates. But I think eventually, I'd like to see Zary need to put Huberto with someone with some skill if he's ever going to succeed. Holy shit. 
Dude, it's just so sad when you watch him play. It's, it's, it's not. It's insane. It's all just he like, does is all he does is turn the puck over. It's mind blowing because like for for how many games? Like what? He's a hundred, well over a hundred games now. It's just like every time he gets the puck on his stick, I'm like, okay, is this like the shift where he's finally gonna fucking do something? Nope. No, Gives it more, away. Yeah, more giveaways. It's just like still can't believe it. Where is he league wide giveaways? And he leads the team. Um. I don't know he's probably right up there. Let's take a look. Oh man. But if you're Huska, what are you gonna sock him away on the fourth line? Like, what are their options? What other options do you have? have right now? Like you, he the, can't he doesn't play with drive him a little Manje playing. He's no. played with every single player on this team and hasn't been able to make it. So work. what other now than you, like maybe is how you the, have to break up your only good line to try yeah, and get this fucking this ten and a half million player going <laughs> to get him beyond a pace of what is it thirty? How many points? That pace for thirty-eight. Man, that is so low. Like, what do you even do? It's what crazy. Do you, what is even? What is he even doing out there? Nothing. You got him in the shootouts. Shootout? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Did you see? Have you seen these pathetic shootout attempts? Guy can't even hit a fucking wide open net from three feet away. You're gonna put him in the shootout? Game on his stakeout. I'm surprised he's not trying to pass it. Probably is passing. That's why he should never be in the shootout because he can only pass. He's top twenty in giveaways, which is like Kadri has more than him now after the last game. But I mean, like giveaways is like usually a stat where it's like guys who have the puck a lot, right? So like the guys you'd expect. The guys who do have the puck a lot, but are also scoring goals, like the top twenty guys in giveaways, are like Kucherov, Barzell, Drysidel, McKinnon, McDavid, Jack Hughes, Pasternak, Kaprizov, Marchand. Yeah, I would like to see a giveaway. But all of these like guys a, have a like ratio, well over ratio. point per games, and like way more puck touches than Huberto's getting right now. There's got to be a ratio of like, well, touches to giveaways. It's like exactly nine. It's like one for one. Yeah. Does he so, ever not give it away? It's very high. It's very rare. So, sure, maybe we're beating a dead horse, but you know what? We're in year one of eight of this, and yes, yeah, when, when the team would be a contender if he was doing anything, it's kind of annoying. And it's just like, okay, so you don't talk about it until when? Yeah, we're just not supposed to talk about it. It's just that's that's where it's like. Same thing with the power play. Oh, it's okay now. We, yeah, we don't really need to score power play goals. We, we'll try to win other ways. No, <laughs> fucking fix the issue. I like, no, it's not okay. Well, like, we're how many games in the season? Well, over a third of the way in. Yeah, this guy is not having a comeback season. We're almost halfway through. Ten games till half. And so, if you're Huska. I don't know. I don't know what it just cards seems, you play left. It's like you did yeah, you benched seemed, him, nothing. Just sat there looking at a stick. Yeah. Cried cool. afterwards. Got got the media to do, you know, saw was it? Saw story. stories. Oh, I felt bad for him. I didn't. Sympathy. Just trying to get sympathy for sucking so bad. Yeah, I you're left with like I think your original suggestion at the beginning of the year get this man Tony Robbins right now. That's what Murray Edwards should be spending all his money on. 
that's the only thing that's going to work. How would he spend his own fucking money on it? Yeah, that's a good point. At what at what point do you have to start paying the team back? Someone posted his uh <laughs> no shit, eh? Someone posted his um contract. And he's like they're like too bad those signing bonuses weren't fucking performance bonuses. bonuses. Too bad Brad just like it's set like, up a booby no, trap contract for the whole team. There's no way this is a case of I got paid and I'm out. No, we like no one does that. Like you're not a pro when you. And even if you do do that to an extent, you're still. You have some pride. You have pride, and you have enough talent where it's like you know. Even if you weren't trying your hardest, you're still going to be a good player. So like, we can't let up. This is unacceptable. Someone's got to hold them accountable. Well, fans, now the fans have to do it. He can't hold himself accountable. You know who was holding him accountable? Coach can't hold him accountable. He gets fired. Yeah. Or so the organization doesn't hold him accountable. Apparently, they can't get him Tony Robbins. So you have to break up your best, best current best line and put your best player with him in the hopes that he gets going. I don't know what you do anymore, other than just start sitting. Couldn't he just start shooting the bucket? Like if I'm Huberto, if I'm the coach, if I'm the organization, I'm the management. I'm saying Huberto, don't pass. Until it's like the broadcast gets it. Fucking right. What's his name? Greg Francis. Oh, yeah. Francis. Francis even knows. Francis even knows. They're throwing up stats of when Huberto shoots and he has higher shot volume per game, his point production goes up. Direct correlation. Yeah, no shit. Are you trying to pass? Every single time. I don't even care if you don't even have a shot. Like this guy is MO. If I'm the if I if I'm management, I'm saying, dude, just shoot. I don't want to see one more pass in the ozone until you've shot it 100 times on the net. That'll get his game going around. Here, here's a good so Jay Fresh Hockey, we've had him on the show before. Um, he posted a good thing, just some of the micro stats he tracks, just showing Hubert because like this is the thing that um I think we were talking about like when he first got here was like, like he's got an underrated shot. I think we were talking about this in like the context of Daryl's system too. We're like, yeah, I think he's going to be good goal scorer because the guy shoots a lot and he's got a really underrated shot. He probably passes too much. The five times I've seen him shoot on net and score. Yeah. He can snipe. Yeah. We were talking about like, okay, this is going to be like a Tangay type guy. Who's like, he can snipe when he shoots. But he's gone from like, if you look at his shot and pass metrics, he's gone from like what he was in Florida to being like a dual threat player to where he was last year, where like the only thing he did was pass. He passed way too much. And now he's like <laughs> in the lower quad- quadrant of he doesn't pass. His passes don't work and he doesn't shoot. He's Dude, neither. His, pa- his passes do nothing. His passes are to the other team. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's insane like that that's happened. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I guess trying was very impossible. Like, at what point though? Is it is it on the onus? Like, oh man, I don't know. This is a real tough one, dude. It's insane. It's insane that it just keeps getting worse and nothing seems to result. It's just, it's pretty. It's it's super weird. Like, I don't think anyone has an answer for this. We haven't even seen rock bottom yet. No. He's worse. I mean, I mean we're getting pretty. He's worse. And and like not even 
like a bit worse. He's like markedly way worse. worse. He's markedly worse than he was last season. That's a big problem. Ten and a half mil. And your team is three points out of a wild card spot. How? How is right? You have fucking nine power play goals. And, <laughs> and how many attempts? Nine power play goals. Your best play, your top paid player has four goals this year. And you're three points out of a playoff spot. What? Hockey is wild. And you're being carried by a 22-year-old and Blake Coleman and a hot Igor Sharangovich. It's crazy. Does he look good? He was good this right. week. Igor has been on a fucking terror. He reminds um, me of Jason Robinson. I don't know if you see this, but he's, he's got, got that, that skinny frame that's like, how are you a hockey player? Exactly, but he's got the size in the in the size of the frame. He's not slow. He's got quick hands. He thinks quick. And that enables him to get a shot off in dangerous areas at dangerous times. And fuck, he can put it away. If we see that so Sharangovich, that's that's great. Um, what like what's he on pace for? He's on pace for like twenty seven goals, maybe. What's he got? Eleven right now. So he was off to a bit of a slow start. Again, like no one's gonna hit thirty goals if you you if you score nine power play goals this season. So, <laughs> well, he's got. Does he have two shorties this year? He's got one for sure. I know. Him and Coleman so, have a nice little connection. And I asked you this, like, what what do you think has been the shift? Is, is he just kind of finding his pace, or is he actually benefiting from from playing with with uh, Mangiapane? Well, you know what? Like, if somebody and, and like, I know Monty upon has been getting shit on. You put a little story out there, just yeah, telling everyone well, to slow their roll on the shitting on Monty. Well, he does need to be better though. He's got he's, what he's like. He's right there with Huberto on pace for like forty fucking points. Like, score some goals, dude. Put the puck in the net. We're losing by one goal here, and we're three points out of a playoff spot. Could you maybe contribute a little bit? Um. But yeah, we'll talk about Eeyore first and Munch. But like, I think, I don't know. The thing with Eeyore is like, I'm still kind of like on the fence. Like, I know, again, like great timing for me to rip the Toffoli trade and be like, oh, sure, Govich has sucked. And then he goes on a heater and everyone's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I mean, like, he hadn't been very good up until that point. I still think like his honest impact has been not great. Like, you know, you look at some of his numbers. He's team worse in five on five goal differential. Um. Play driving hasn't been there. I think his, his expected goals for is like way down there. He might be worst on the team in terms of forwards. Um, so, I mean, I think there's valid reasons for me to be like, yeah, he hasn't been good. But I think, you know, what you're kind of looking at is like, is he going to be a player who comes here and pops off? Or is he going to be like, kind of what my other concern was, is he going to be like a Dubé type guy who like, he kind of has been throughout his career. He scored some goals, showed some promise. But hasn't really been able to nail down a role. He's t- like 24, 25. So what way is he going to go? Is he going to continue to play like this at more con- more consistently, where he is a guy who can make a difference? I think he will with his skill. Or is he going to be like Dubé, where it's like he's had a so showed a flash and then disappears into the ether? So I think the next part of it will be, yeah, can he do this consistently? Because he's getting to the age where he needs, he should be doing that if yep. he's going to be a difference maker in the NHL. So I don't yeah. know, man. I think, I think, I think he will. I think what I've seen from <clears throat> him, um, 
and I don't, I, there's nothing you can really pinpoint it, but given the size and the way he thinks and the way he can put it away, like Dubé is different. He doesn't have the same size and Dubé. And, and he doesn't have the, the same brain. <laughs> no, Dubé mostly relies on, you know, his agility and, and foot speed, which I wish I would fucking see more of like and that, seriously. that fitness, <laughs> that fitness, baby. I think he uses that, that fitness to... lets him skate circles all night and pointless circles. Yeah, he uses that to get into positions where he can snipe. But Sharon Govich is a little more crafty. Like he's I don't know, man. He from what I've seen and just the, the tour pace he's on right now, like fuck. He knows how to score. Yeah, if he could play with the right one thing for sure. One thing you're not we're not seeing, you know, in his statistics is how many shoot goals he's scored. Um, they don't count those, so you they're not tacked on there, but dude. One player on the Calgary Flames has scored in the shootout this year. The list is one. And fuck, he seems to go fucking score every time. Boy, he's got some good moves, eh? He's got that that like whipping wrister, that backhand move. He's got a finishing ability that I have not seen in Dubay. Oh, for sure. And I think that's, for me, the difference. I just feel like he's Connor Conroy's protege now. You know, Brad has his guys. This will be Conroy's guy. This was his first deal. And is looking good right now. Didn't look good two weeks two weeks ago. But I don't know, man. I just feel like I, the just the way he scores goals, tells me he knows how to score goals. So if he can be in a position, in a situation, the organization can put him in a role, um, I th- I think he's actually legit. Yeah, I hope so, because it should be nice to be on the opposite side of one of these where, hey, we get a guy who pops instead of like sending our, all of our guys to places and then they pop off. That'd be a nice change of pace. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, obviously, the first guy you think about is Bennett. Um, but... You know, I think of Ben and then I think of Matthew Kachuk. They're they just come to town. They come back for their little homecoming. Kachuk's still getting the booze. I like it. Um, I'm at a point now where, yeah, fuck you. Still my favorite player, but still love watching him play. Yeah, that was awesome when he was. He was, he was really like I know his points haven't been there this year. They've been pretty. I have him on my fantasy team, so I know this been fucking terrible in terms of point production. He's on pace for like 50 points or something. Yeah, like coming off a playoff injury and, you know, after you're on pace for winning the uh, constant. Oh, what's your excuse, you real? Yeah. A broken sternum that almost killed him. Like, but I mean, dude, like you watch him, his stats after the game, he he like led all players in high dude, he chances. He's he on the ice. He was, he, was, he was just as effective as he's he always was been. Doing, he's so good. Yeah, he was doing his Chucky thing down below. He'll dominate yeah. you. They they had that one shift in the flame yeah. zone where it was just like, holy fuck, is this guy yeah. good? And then even the power play, he got his point. He got his point. He got a point, and it was awesome. He was in Hubert's grill, eh? So <laughs> like, oh, don't worry, I'll win this fan base back. <laughs> yeah, kick his ass. <laughs> hey, everybody's probably. Oh yeah, we cheer for Chuck. Was gonna kick his ass. I was wake him up a bit. Slop him around. But yeah, you start to hear the booze on the power play. I guess you can't boo Hebrew. That's a little harsh, but I don't know. They're booing Cairo in St. Louis. Are we too nice? Well, I think that's over now. He went, he went out the next game. Because he went out and had a good game. Yeah. What a concept. 
Use something neg- negative, turn it into a positive. We're just like, ah, you'll get him next game, Hubie. We're like 110 games we'll, in. We'll, ah, get next, next, we'll get you next one. Get you next season. Just keep going. <laughs> get you in the next, next 10 season. years. <laughs> Anyways, I hope Igor keeps it up. Um, that'd be sweet. I like the guys. I like when he was when he was going this week. Was, he was fun to watch. He's bopping right now. But I think yeah, I think he probably has benefited from playing with Manjapani because, and again, like I'm not making excuses for Manj too because like, how many goals does he have? Like, freaking none. But yeah, he's been he's been fucking hard to find too. Yeah, but he's you know he's still doing Manj things. Still like, working his bag off. Play working. I think he's still pretty high up there. I think he was like second or third in terms of high danger scoring chances on the team. So he's still doing his thing. Just it'd be nice, you know, to see him actually score some fucking goals. He'll probably start going off. You'd what think about, so. What about Lindholm? If Sharon Golos oh, is fuck, going dude. off, if Sharon Golos is going off at this rate, if fucking Lindholm could pick up his play, man, then Monty Bunny might get going well, too. That's why this is, yeah, I know like, Monjin has been like carrying that line play driving wise, and Sharon Govich has been scoring the goals. Lindholm's just he's reaping like, the rewards, yeah, yeah. Because man, he has been high some points, he's picked up some points, but boy, on a night to night basis, and again, this isn't even about stats. Like, you watch the games, it's like, man, is that Lindholm out there? It sure doesn't look like it. It's interesting, he's, man. He's like, team worst in like a bunch of different five on five stats, like expected goals. Or see, he's down there. Like he's been, he's been really bad. Oh, he's been hard to watch. Totally. And it's just like out. I know he's not. I know he's not like mailing it in, but it's just kind of like uninspired hockey, man. Dude, he's mailing it in. Come on. <laughs> um, you've you've touched on this. Elliot Freeman is. Hey, didn't we see in the last podcast? Maybe that's where Elliot's getting his information from, eh? Some people are saying Lindholm would be Colorado. Fit in Colorado. I mean, that's what we've Some been saying. Some people. Please stock up anybody in the West other than the Oilers. I do not trade him East. Um, the Oilers will still make the playoffs. Even though they lost three in a row. I like how they go on an eight-game heater. If you remove the eight-game heater, they're five, five, <laughs> five, fifteen, and what? Just five, fifteen, and five or something. It's great. The the Oilers fan base is now back on oh the yeah they're back the in wagon the, yeah. just falling apart again so as usual hey this always happens with them though whenever yeah. they get a new coach yeah. they go on a fucking heater i think this knob knob gobbler <laughs> <laughs> i think i think knob gobbler is like is he not the worst coach they coaching hire they've had oh he's brutal he reminds me of gulletson like who was better him or uh peanuts Peanuts had the best the best winning percentage in Oilers history. Who was better, Hitchcock or or not? Boy, they've been through a lot, eh? Holy Tippett, Ralph Kruger. Who else do they have in there? Dallas Akins. It's like a, a bunch of Glenn, losers. Still got Glenn, 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 back Glenn there. survived all this, eh? Running that power play, he's the key to it. He's the key to all their success, eh? Yeah. Fuck, we should never let him go. Man, we imagine he was running. Our, imagine he was running our power play. Be flying. <laughs> hey, at this point, can we get Jeff Ward back to run the power play? Holy shit, that's how dire straits we're in. Seriously though, I don't know. 
Lindholm, how long is it going to be till this Dude, guy he gets wants traded? out. Like he's always he like obviously he wants out, right? We've been saying this ever since his buddies left, and they like in this. I don't know what more evidence you need when the team offers you nine and a half million and you turn it down. Um, I mean, what were we, what were we saying? Connie's got to give himself to the to Christmas break. Look, you're still mid. Well, you're, you're still for, mid. You're yeah. forever mid. The last time we recorded, we've gone two, two, and two. You can't you can't be locking guys up because you're like maybe gonna make. The last no. wild card spot. No, look at Nashville. They're ahead of you. Yeah, they're ahead of you right now in the playoffs. Nashville not only almost up. made the playoffs last year, they look like they're going to make the playoffs this year. And do you think they'd be better off if they had like kept Ekholm and kept Tanner Janot and like turned down all those big trade offers that they got for some of those guys? The thing, the thing. Okay, like this is. I think this is a good point. I'm kind of bringing this up randomly, but I think. I think the best, obviously the best thing that's happened this year has been like the youth coming up and, and playing well. But I think what's that, what that has done in in the broader sense of things has like, I think shown the fan base and hopefully shown the management that like, there's actually some really good young pieces here. Yeah. That, that you could time. turn this around faster than you maybe had thought. It gives you a clear vision. Yeah. Like I, like, I didn't expect it. Like I like Connor's area, but like <laughs> I didn't expect that he was going to be this much of an impact maker this Dude, soon. Right. He He's fucking really good. He's a really good hockey player. Yeah. And it's like, wow, holy shit. Maybe like our prospect pool, like hey, it's, it's not half bad when you count in, we've got guys like no, Poirier and if possible is a bit of a player and you got Pelche and you know, like this could be something that we could turn around soon. You still need to, a lot more blue chip guys, but good players around. Like you could build this up if you're smart about it. And I think that's been encouraging and I'm hoping that's what the team's seeing. And you don't Dustin have Wolf to go names. down this road. Yeah. Wolf's obviously, you don't have to go down this road of like signing some of these older guys. You like, you don't have to do that because what you have here in, in terms of young players is probably sufficient to keep you at a level where you're still going to be competitive anyways. I think obviously if you take like a Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin out of the equation, that changes pretty fast. But you know, broader point remaining that you don't have to keep all of these guys. Well, it's been interesting watching that blue line respond to Tanev's injury, and obviously as a whole there, but they've gotten better the more games they play. Well, Weir's been good. Anderson's been kind of up and down this season, but Hannafin has really turned it on lately. Weir's second in defensive. Yeah. He's got eight goals. Most goals. In the league. Imagine if Huberto was even a 70-point player, how much better that trade would look. Like, holy shit. Imagine, imagine if Huberto made your power play good. Not great. Not Just very good. good. Just good. Just good. Is that too much to ask for? Just good. I I could ask for more. I would like to ask for more. I just don't feel like I can ask for more. <sighs> it's going to be eternally frustrating watching that thing, man. Yeah, but it's going to be. But bad. hey, I mean, if it if that's the catalyst that forces us to miss the playoff, that forces us to sell, that forces hey, us, yeah. like Mark Savard's doing us a favor, man. He's playing 3D chess. Exactly. 
I think Lindholm would be obviously. I think he's going to get traded. I think he's the one guy that for sure, like one hundred, one hundred percent is going to get traded. I would cheer the fuck out of him for the Avs. Dude, the Avs. I already like the Avs because they got McCarr. They're going up against the Oilers. He's exactly what they need. They haven't replaced Kadri. Like they tried Ryan Johansson. He hasn't really been that guy. They tried a few other guys. They that's he's like the exact player they need, and they can fit him in like. Oh, he'll re-sign there. No, no, fuck, he'll love it there. And even if he didn't want to re-sign there, like there's tons of teams who I think would be lining up anyways. Obviously, he kind of fucked up. I mean, if it's not where you want to be, though, like everyone's like, oh, he fucked up not taking 72 million. But if you don't want to be somewhere, dude, no. If you turn down 70 million, go play for the Avs and you get a chance to win a cup, get a cup or yeah. three cups in the next worth three years. It. So worth it. And the thing with Lindholm is like, even though his he's been really bad this year, and <laughs> you'd think, oh, his value is really low. Like the fact that he makes so little money makes him like I think the the t- contenders in the league should be and will be lining up to try and get this guy. Well, especially um, if you're going to retain. If you were if you retained half his salary prorated at the trade deadline. That's like less than a million. You're getting Lindholm for like less than a million dollars. It's insane. Any team could fit him in. So I think there's going to be a ton of interest. I think Colorado would be a very good spot for him. I think he'd love it there. I think he's exactly what they need. And Colorado, a- Colorado has all their first round picks. They've got some nice young players. I think that'd be a good trade partner. Do you think there's, um, as a GM, do you, are you, would you prefer to, to, to not trade to a contender because then you might get a later draft pick. Well, I think that might come into play if, yeah, I th- obviously, you know, like, oh, we get 30th. So it's like 29th, 30th pick overall. I think that's why you'd probably be looking for a really good prospect as well. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe comes into play a bit more if, like, maybe if you were trading Hannafin because I think Lindholm, like, dude, Hannafin is the, this is the best I've ever seen him as a flame. Yeah. Um, his like, dumb, his dumb hockey is. He, he doesn't make as many dumb moves, dumb no, mistakes. It's like Daryl cleaned up his game. Did you hear Zadorov's interview? Yeah, that was great. I don't know what what was that on. What's it? It was on was John Scott's podcast. Dropping, dropping the gloves. That was called dropping the gloves. I think. Was he the enforcer that went to the All Star game? Yeah. <laughs> but dude, Daryl Zadorov's basically. Basically says. Well, he didn't basically. He said it. Daryl taught him how to play defense. What he did say is that he wishes he had Daryl as a coach as an 18-year-old, meaning he taught me how to play fucking defense, and I'm good now. Thanks. Well, look at how many players improved incredibly under Daryl defensively. Hannafin, for sure. Zadora. Like, Zadora, for sure. That's why I think I was annoyed with the trade. Because like I think I think that's followed him is him like what he was when he came to Calgary, and everyone's like, oh well, we got a third round pick, which is what we gave up to get him. Well, when you got him, he was kind of an unknown, kind of a guy who was a bit of a mess, and he's been yep. in Calgary for two through two three years, two years only, and now he's actually I think a really solid defender. So I think I was like, well, you should get more because like he's he's a known quantity now, but. Yeah, he's not the same player as when you were. Yeah, he's him. a better, he's a much better player. But I think, yeah, Hannafin for sure has turned into a much better player. 
after those two years under Daryl, like much better. And I mean, playing with a guy like Chris Tanev sure helps learning from him. But I think if you're looking at draft picks, like I'd be more worried about that in a Hannafin trade because like, I think you'd probably be getting more back. Like in the Lindholm deal, I don't know who, I don't know what mid-range team is going to be looking for like kind of a rental UFA. I feel like a Hannafin trade would probably be more likely to be like a possible sign-in trade where the team who gets him like kind of like a Chitrin trade when Ottawa got him. It's like, this is more of a long-term ad, whereas Lindholm's probably going to be a pure rental. So I could see the Flames. Sign, market. I, I could also see the Flames keeping out of him. I could too. And I think we said this at the beginning of the year was like of all the guys, if you wanted to lock one up, I will Hannafin would be the guy who would it makes it would make sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think at that number that we heard where he's like making Devon Taves money, I think that's still no. a bit crazy. No. But he's twenty six. That's where Daryl's gotta get ahead of it. If if he's expecting that type of money, then you deal him. Yeah. Or so, not. Did I say Daryl is like Craig? Yeah, Craig. Um he'd be a guy, yeah. He's still twenty six. He's probably gonna age pretty well with his skill set. I wouldn't mind. I think if it were me, I'd be going in a different direction where I'm like, he's at his peak value. You could get a shit ton for him. Do it. But if they traded some other, everybody else and kept him, I wouldn't be like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So, oh man. Okay. Story. Like, I mean, you're kind of getting to a point with some other defensemen. Like, I think Anderson's going to be up soon. Like, you're going to have to make a decision if you want to keep him long term. So, I don't know how many defensemen you want signed or into the future when you've got Uyghur, but you do need players at the end of the day. So, yeah. Um, the Flames go two, two, and two since the last time we recorded, <laughs> and this is forever mid, man. Like you posted this today. <laughs> I'll let you. It'll get well, it. I post this every once in a while. I don't know why I was thinking about this. Why was I doing this? Oh, because the projected standings from the athletic route today updated. And it's like flames are projected to finish like 17th. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds about right. All right. It's as yeah, usual. And then you pull up the, you pull up the stat winning percentage for the last, since 1990. Like there we are 16th overall. She's 30 years. Eh? <laughs> since we winning the cup, we've been almost good. Almost good. Just so mid in and out of the playoffs. Then you got the Oilers. 28th? 28th. Um, past 30 years winning percentage. Just crazy. Just gifted the fucking second greatest hockey player of all time. That's why the like, people... You know what? I don't, I'm going to put him why like third behind... Like I think I think until he wins anything, Sid is still better than Connor. I'm going to put that out there. Yes, but if we're talking just flat out skill-wise... Yeah. <sighs> this is why I, I don't get why people don't understand the hate. I, everyone hates him. He's a dipshit and they don't deserve it. Or the others fans rent free. <laughs> just like, yeah, well, no, it's just, I hate Connor McDavid and I hate you. Just hate. Sorry, I'm bouncing all over the place, but oh, I don't sorry. go. I don't think about him while I'm going to sleep and I don't think about him while I'm getting up. <laughs> I don't, Think about this and this. I just fucking when I yeah, think I about him. hockey, when I think about hockey, I think about the flames. I fucking think about him and I fucking hate him. So there. Sorry, what were you gonna 
I hate him too so much. And I hate it's so people always pose like Rogers Edmonton is a total shithole. Like I've been to the Saddledome a lot in my life, and I've never seen a like I don't know if Dude, like, never I've never game. seen I've never seen a fight there ever when I've been never, there. I, no, like maybe some never. confrontations like one time, but like every after every Oilers game, like somebody's posting like today in the bleacher in the nosebleeds of Rogers, and it's like just these the most like trailer trash humans you've ever seen just like beating the shit out of each other yeah it's like one step up from walmart dude i think it's i think walmart's a step up to be honest it's insane it's like every every game that is like oh yeah five fights broke out on the concourse at rogers center just like these sweatpant wearing fat pigs beating the crap out of each other all wearing the same jersey as well. Yeah, that's like that's always what gets me is the funniest thing because usually when you see, <laughs> usually when you see fan fights, it's like one jersey and another yeah. jersey, and then you it kind of makes sense. Yeah, like you see them in like MSG where it's like yeah, Rangers guy and uh, Islanders fan. Yeah, in this case, it's always <laughs> fans of the same team yeah. that want to kill each other. So always. Stupid. I just wanted to say something about Mangiapane too, because I was like, if you he leads the team in high danger scoring chances at five on five, and he's third in in five on five points. So again, if the power play was even like remotely good, you I think he's suffering from the power play being so terrible as well. So is um I know we talked about Huberto and and what we think he needs is should we be talking about how to get a creative way out of this contract? Like, is that where the focus somebody, should Somebody, the, the Flames should hire somebody to be trying to figure that out because whatever, whatever the solution is, the, this is why I say like a Gaudreau for Huberto swap has to happen because to me, that's the most creative and feasible way to get out yeah. of this is to, yeah. and you should have jumped, maybe tried to jump on already. I'm, I think it's pretty unrealistic, but like in the, in the, in the realm of possibilities, it seemed, it seems to be the most realistic because you can't buy him out. You can't. Who the fuck is ever going to trade for this guy unless you're sending something equally or even kind of equally as terrible well, that's, back? Well, that's the only way. Yeah. So that's really it. Like, you can't buy him out. And you can't. No one's going to trade for him. And even if there was a trade in place, he has full control. So, like, he could say no. I think what you got to do is you got to find Marion Hose's old equipment, and that's the only way. Just or make him wear it. Didn't Jared? Hope, hope. Yeah. Like honestly, like I don't know, man. Mike Smith faked his faked season, his LTI career ending. Yeah. Just. He's got to go on IR for. He's too, got an out. It's too early. He's got a tummy ache forever. Yeah. He's got a seven-year tummy ache. Hmm. Just at this point, just pay him and like send him to Florida. Well, what was the size of Prezi and Suter's contract? Well, and see, playing? that's what's that's what's messed up is that you know you look at some of these deals in context, and it's like, well, teams have dealt with, and I've said this before too. It's like, well, teams deal with bad contracts too, but it's like when it's year one and it's this bad, you know, yeah. when it's like this is the first year. Like you look well, at Prezi, he has, Prezi he has. was a great player for Minnesota for like five four or five years i think he played i think he played there throughout the like almost played that contract through to the end and 
if you look at Minnesota as like, if you look at how that buyout works, like it's a few years of, of shit, but then they're out of it finally. Um, like if the flames were to buy a Huberto out, you don't save any money and it like lasts forever. So like, I think, I think Minnesota is, Minnesota is paying those two guys combined 14.7 million against their cap this year and next year. Cool. And then it drops down to a mil, a combined million six. So two more wow. years of like huge, wow. huge penalty, but then it's over. Yeah, that's much. brutal. That's brutal, man. Two years is a long time in the sport. But dude, world. like you're like you're like okay, you're, they're paying fourteen point seven million in dead money. We're paying ten and a half million. <laughs> yeah, we're playing the guy, Renee, for eight more years, not two. But that that counts against their cap. Yeah. Fuck. Well, if they're having a negative impact, at what point do you pull a plug? Yeah, I think. If I'm the Flames, I'm hiring somebody full time on creative contracts. You need a full time shrink. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's somebody that falls around all day. You're awesome. You're amazing. (laughs) I feel like he's already like that, though. I don't know. (laughs) He's in the line of Tim Hortons. Huberto, you're the best. You haven't seen nothing yet. Like, I don't know, maybe there's a trade to be had out there sometime in the future. Like, I think what you guess you hope for now is like he does have obviously Eric Carlson never got to this low, but like oh, at fuck. one point it was like, oh yeah, the Carlson contract is untradeable. And then he had that incredible year again and he was traded for full salary. So you're just kind of like probably hoping and praying something like that happens. Or oh my God. or you have a, a somebody who has an equally bad contract. Or or when the next CBA is up, you hope that maybe there's a provision for like they had back in the day, like every team gets like one compliance buyout where you can just buy somebody out and get rid of them. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see what, see what I happens. I don't think it's, I think we're stuck with this guy. What do you, what do you foresee? I mean, what, we're, we're past a quarter mark into the season. We're getting close to the halfway mark. Um, what do you see happening with, this current roster, just the way they're performing, because we're we're actually, dude, we're playing exciting. The games are exciting. Oh yeah, those those games. Like I mean, it's kind of shitty when you're blowing leads like that. But I mean, those are perfect. Tank games, like you're to be up, honest. you're up five three. You score what four goals in the second period against the Avalanche. Um, you know, I obviously doubled down on the Avalanche. They would win that game and cashed out, but. It's exciting, and even the they come from behind, tied up in Vegas, go to OT, force OT. Can't pull it off. They go to a shootout in Minnesota, and they get the world's worst. World's worst shooter in the shootout. World's worst contract in the shootout in third spot, and doesn't pull, doesn't, doesn't work out. Then they beat I mean, the Bolt. They, they beat, beat the, the Lightning, Bolts and the Panthers. Two really solid efforts. I mean, Markstrom pretty much beat the Panthers, but. Yeah, um, but I don't even care. I don't care how you do it. You have players playing hockey well, and that's always enjoyable to watch. Well, that's what's insane is like everybody's playing well outside of you real one guy. I mean, some of your role guys aren't doing a great job, but I mean, it's pretty much across the board. Everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing. So one guy. So I don't know. What do you, what do you see? Like like even Vladar had some good game. Like he was, he's been better of late too. What's your prediction that we just stay mid? I think we're going to stay there, man. Like, I, I don't see why we won't. Like, you look at the teams around us. 
Do you, like, okay, let me ask. Se- Seattle's me ask, been super underwhelming. Let me ask ask you this. This is probably a two-part question. One, though, does this team make the playoffs? I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Okay. Second part to that question. If the Oilers don't turn it around, do they make the playoffs? If the Oilers are out of out mm. of the playoff race, does Calgary take the final playoff spot? That's a bit more interesting. And I don't want to hear any ifs. I want to hear an actual prediction. Do you think if the Oilers stumble and fumble from here on out and they can't dig themselves out of that massive hole they started the season of, and we don't have to compete with them, we don't even have to, right? There's other teams you got to beat out. I feel like I feel like I th- the fact that we're probably going to trade Tanf too. I'm taking that into consideration. I feel like the Wild, the Coyotes, maybe even the Kraken are like probably better than us. Nashville, I don't, not so sure about them, but they've got a, such a head start that it might be kind of hard to catch them. I'm still going to say no. I, I still I still can't see us overtaking like two teams to get in. Um so I'm still gonna say no. I think yeah. I think they're gonna uh, finish like ninth ninth or tenth in the conference. And, and then give me your prediction of the remaining pending UFAs. Who, if any, will be a flame at the end of the season? Well and Lindholm's gonna be traded. I think that's like almost hundred percent like obviously never hundred percent, but it seems like it's going in that direction. Tanev is probably more like 80%. I, I like I don't know. Like, you know what? Even with Tanev, but you can't turn down what somebody's probably gonna offer for him, is the thing. Like, I, I wouldn't even be so upset if they like, oh yeah, we're gonna keep him. So I think Lindholm and Tanev for sure. Um Hannafin's probably like 50-50. It probably depends on Hannafin more than the team at this point. Yep. hundred percent Well, it depends on all the players. If you go to Tanev and you're like, hey, well, what do you think? Get me out of here. Yeah, like okay. I've heard okay. the, I've heard the Tanev wouldn't mind staying, but like if somebody comes to you and is like, hey, do you want a first he, and a second and a third? Fucking wouldn't. Someone puts their heart and soul in line and you know, they're just like Yeah. They're reliable, they're dependable. Just a Wednesday night game. Yeah, I think I'm gonna block this slap shot with my face. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good idea. Chris, this game's meaningless. Yeah. Chris, you guys are out of a playoffs, but you're not going to... And, like, listen, I I think there is something to keeping. Like, that's why I was baby, like, I don't mind if they wanted to sign Zadorov longer term if they were going through a rebuild. I think there is something to having guys like that around. Yep. Yep. Um, Because I think that's the other thing I'm seeing right now is, like, this is a good place for Zary to be when it's, like, he's with, like, the young guys to be with guys like Kadri and Coleman. And these guys are, like... that's That's why Chicago got Foligno. Exactly. Like you watch Kadri in that game against the Panthers where he was just like, he was like going at it with a, like he was a monster. Like that's yeah. good for yeah. the young guys to play with guys like that. So, and you've seen the exact opposite happen at Edmonton for years where they're just like, give the, these young players, oh yeah, go out there, just play. And we're not going to bring in any veterans and nobody's going to be held accountable for jack shit. I think there is something to that. So I don't mind having guys like character guys like Chris Tanev around, but, um, you know, yeah, given but he's that, so given he's, that somebody is so sought after. Yeah, he's so prone to injury. He's he's and he's and he's at the high risk. He's high risk to yeah, keep. Like you can't not. Yeah, high risk and mid reward to keep at this point. 
Hey, what's the upside? He's a good character guy for some young players to play exactly. with the next he's, three years. He's at the end of a shelf life. The injury, he's going to be more. And I want you want to see that guy win. Like exactly. Imagine him going to somewhere and like winning a cup. That'd be sweet. Okay, where do you think Lindholm goes? Colorado makes so much sense. So much sense. You can even see him in the you know, in the uniform. Like, oh it's, yeah, it's, it's slammed up. Where, where do you think Tanev goes? He's a big Forsberg guy. That'd be, be sweet cool. if Tanev went to to Dallas. See Tanev going to Dallas. I there's no way Brad's gonna pony up and pay what he needs to for Tanev. Brad can't. He won't. He'll be in on it till the last minute though. Won't oh, he? Yeah, he'll finish second for sure. I could see like Vegas even being in on Tanev. Dude, Vegas would be fucking yeah money to get Tanev. Yeah, Dallas or, or Vegas, maybe like maybe New Jersey. I know that's what um, I think Elliot was saying. New Jersey too. Um, in his stupid roundabout. Some people believe some people believe that Brad Shoe Living was sucking dicks and in, uh, in Boston Pizza last night. Then I had somebody else tell me that uh, no, that uh, wasn't the case. So no, it was just a breadstick under the table. It's just what some people believe. So, so you know where? Yeah, you know where is a you know where is a sneaky in. place. I think Lindholm actually might be a good fit. Is like is Carolina. Wow. They need finishers over there. Like they, they have, they play that same way the Flames played last year. Like lots of shots, they can't score goals very well. I know Shvetchikov's back now, but they need guys who can finish, and Lincoln can do that. So, can he? That's <laughs> he did. If if you give him two, if you if give he's him got two a guy fucking mates. feeding him all fucking night long, yeah, he finishes. <laughs> yeah, but Colorado makes too much, a lot of sense. He's gonna score fifty, eh, Huberto? Well, it's too bad you only He's going passed to score the, to the most other... goals with me. It's too bad he only passed to their team skates, Huberto. We need, like, okay, we need, I don't know if ESPN ever does, like, those, thir- is it 30 for 30 or whatever? They do, like, those, like, mini docs. They need yep. to do one on the Flames last year. I need, There's so many things I need to know. Like, there's so many things. Like, why did Lindholm and Huberto, what's the deal there? Something weird is there. What's up with that? You would have probably tried to fill him up in the shower or something. <laughs> Just beating a dead horse, eh? Yeah, you have not seen nothing French, yet. I guess you have not yeah, seen nothing yet, Elias. You have not felt Ooh. nothing yet. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hannafin. Where would Hannafin go if he went? I probably Florida, maybe. Like he's buddies with Chucky. I don't want Bill Zito bending us over again, though. So he's a Boston guy. Could he go to Boston? Maybe. I don't know. I think the Flames are going to keep him, dude. Well, he's going to want to go. Here, you know what? Here's the guy who's interesting to me. Hannafin to the Rangers, bro. Go on. Yeah, I like that. Here's a guy who's interesting to me is Markstrom because, like, you know, I just. I think Jamie McLennan was talking about this today. It was like, he was, I think he was going nuts. He was like, oh, Markstrom or Tank could get like two firsts and a bunch of prospects. I was like, I don't think so. But it does feel like the pendulum has kind of swung with, with some of these teams from like the tandem cheap net minding, which is weird because like Aiden Hill just led the Knights to the Stanley Cup, right? But you're looking at teams like Carolina and the Oilers and yep. like even New Jersey. It's like some of these teams are like, fucking, we just get a number one goalie in here who yep. makes some saves. 100%. Like, I think even a team like Detroit would be interested in somebody like Markstrom. Big you know, time. I, I think, I think, I think the Flames should be taking advantage of his bounce back season. And 
If they would retain money on that, I think a lot of teams would be super interested. And obviously, Markstrom has a no move, so he control it. But he's the one guy I'm kind of like interested in. Like, if there would be a deal to be made there. Yeah, that's a good point. Very well put. All right. Well, um, I don't know, man. There's, let's, there's not much more to discuss. We're just kind of sitting back and enjoying watching. Yeah, the it's weird. Play. It's weird to not come on. Like, obviously, I'm pissed with the power play, and Hubert is annoying, but it's like. Well, there's not there's nothing at stake anymore. Really. It's a lot different than like getting on here losing my mind about Jeff Ward being an idiot. Fuck was he terrible, dude. Boo. Handball? I mean that's what they need. Need some handball action. Yeah, the handball in practice. Get the music pumping. So you got uh the ducks and the kings before the Christmas break. And then you, what is this weird fucking, they got. They got like a whole week off with one game in the middle. Yeah. What is that? Why wouldn't you just get your mandated CBA five days off there? Weird. I guess everybody gets a Christmas break. Eh? Except for the NBA players. They'll be playing. They'll be playing because the NBA knows how to run their business properly. Well, you got two more games till the Christmas break. I know that was, we were talking that that's probably a. You know, a real measuring stick of where you're at at that point. So, what are we? We're currently one game under 500. So, the best you can be at Christmas is a 500 team. Um, not necessarily where this team was projected out the gate. I don't think. I think for but, fan base, maybe, but management, but not, not far so off. Yeah, not far off though from where they're projected to be. So. But, you know, with all that said, what are you you're still five points out of? Yeah, again, you know, like, don't bottom, don't lose. Don't be fooled by the, the fact you're out of your three points out of a playoff spot because you're like five points out of last. Well, and don't be fooled that you're three points out of a playoff spot when you're not better than Arizona, Nashville and St. Louis <laughs> for that wild card. Yeah, spot. exactly. Yeah. And Minnesota's right there and Seattle's right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And you're so, being you're being carried by a 22 year old. Like, literally, you are. Anyways, I just hope that, you know, we've touched on it, that coming into the season, Craig has made a commitment to youth. It's worked. It's the only thing that's worked. It's the only thing creating excitement. It's the only thing putting butts in seats and eyeballs on the television. It's the only thing making me watch games. It's the only thing giving me hope. It's the only direction, clear direction I can see. So... Let's just hope from what we've seen so far that Craig continues to invest in his commitment. And like you said, maybe there's some actual legitimate prospects in our pool here. And maybe we can do a bit of a short rebuild. And we can add to them if we nail some trades at the deadline. And Hubert will get hit by bus. Dropped it off. Sharon Govich. Hannafin, he'll work it down the near side now. Cuts him behind. In front with the pass, they score! Sharon Govich! Beautiful setup by Noah Hannafin. Lakes break up, three of them through center. They have numbers over the line. Here's Sharon Govich with a shot. Scores! Yegor Sharon Govich sneaks it through with 2.02 left in the period. Flames back on top. Cadbury back to Hannafin. Shoots the score! Deflected by Sharon Govich with 59.3 to go. And the Flames have tied it up at four. 
Pass in front, they score! Bunted in on the back door. Sharon Govich, another goal. They were able to block that chance. Sharon Govich gets it back. Pullman in front. Turns to the front, they score! Bounced in off a defender. Vasilevsky saw that coming through. Another chance, Sharon Govich scores! Yeah!